have such sights to show you. And a scary horror podcast here. I'm your host, Cole, and with me, as always, I have my good friend and co-host, Aaron. Boo! Ooh! Did I scare you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a tiny bit. Like, on a scale of one really? to ten, that was like a two-boo. Ooh! Yeah, just kind of like one of those, like, not initially things, but it did catch me off guard. There was there was a little off-guardness there. Did I pop there. your scary? No, no it, it, it was popped a long time ago. Oh. It was like... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. You're just sitting watching, you know, like a Goosebumps TV show or something as a kid, and just like... <laughs> I mean, it might have been um, the original miniseries, uh, It, they had with Tim Curry. Oh. Uh, seeing, seeing him in that clown makeup just went... <laughs> just totally inked the couch. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That that just, couch was never the same afterwards. Just giant shit diarrhea bomb. Uh, I don't know. Uh, fortunately, uh, it was eternal. Just mostly never <laughs> sleeping again. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm excited for this episode. Oh, you are! I'm so excited. <laughs> I told Cole right before we hit recording. I forgot what we're even watching. <laughs> this is just genuine. I he does all the research. I really don't know what the fuck we're doing. Every yeah, week. no worries. Um, we are going to be watching uh the Ring from 2002. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, how much do you know about The Ring offhand? Okay. Uh, whenever we were talking about The Exorcist, when we watched that a couple episodes ago or whatever, uh, I totally thought that was The Ring for like a, <laughs> for like a week after. I was like, yeah, we're going to be watching like The Ring. It's the one with the girl that crawls out of the TV. But those those are different movies. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, this is the one with uh, S- 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 Samora, S- what's her name? I don't remember. <laughs> She, it's the Sudoku, Sudoku, and she has the white gown and the black hair, and she like crawls out of your TV or whatever, yeah. and it's like a video of her in a well or something, and then she like crawls out. Um, yeah, so this is like that kind of spooky. Some Japanese girl that is the the horror thing in this movie. If I if I know that's what I think anyway. Yeah, and have have you seen the movie before? No, I've never seen it. It's just one of those things that like. You know, growing up in the early 2000s or whatever, I feel like it was parodied a lot. But. Mm-hmm, for sure. I, I honestly couldn't tell you too much about the movie, but um, I could tell you a couple of things I knew off the top of my head. And then mm-hmm. I actually have a story that connects with it specifically. Um, it's from 2002, mm-hmm. and it's actually a remake of a uh, Japanese film uh, called Ring. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, ring, ring. Yeah, moshi, <laughs> Um, but it, it's a remake of that film, which uh, the original Ring in Japan came out in 98. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is actually directed by Gore Verbinski. Okay. And do you know who he yeah, is? Mr. And Verbinski and I go way back. <laughs> no, I, well, what's Gore Verbinski? Uh, um, Gore Verbinski, he's directed a couple of films. Uh, uh, actually, some of my uh, favorite films that I have, uh, one of them is Mouse Hunt. Oh. With uh, Nathan Lane, where they have to hunt down a mouse yeah. in a house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm aware Hence of that name. movie. I've never seen it, though. Uh, he also directed Weatherman, starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but most famously, he's known for directing the first three Pirates of the Caribbean films. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. so uh, I definitely like his directing style, but yeah. I haven't seen all of his films. Uh, and I'm surprised I never got around to watching this film specifically because whenever it came to like knowing about The Ring, I, I didn't really know about The Girl in a Well, which mm-hmm. I'll figure out what her name is, I guess, after I watch it because I have no idea what her name is either. Okay. Probably Japanese. It's probably not like, oh no, Susan's coming after me. It's like, Sasuke, no! <laughs> Whatever her name is. Yeah. Sakura! <laughs> Sakura. <laughs> From Naruto. <laughs> um, but um, I could totally see how you get Reagan and her mixed up specifically because there's not too many kind of young girl uh, icons in horror specifically. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like big burly dudes or monsters. They're kind of the horror aspect of that. Um, but I do have an interesting relationship because I was actually super duper close to watching it almost 20 years ago. So, uh, it was with, um, our friend, uh, Randy and like, this is, yeah. And obviously, you know, we've been friends for like a long time since elementary school. And so I had gone with him to like this, I guess, like teen group retreat that his church had had or whatever and they like went out to a cabin i can't i cannot remember anything about that trip overall but we stayed overnight at a cabin that's where scary get popped his church oh yeah for sure and so like i don't i have no idea what happened whatsoever with this like i said it's like it's like one of those things that the memory's getting foggier and foggier as I get older. Uh-huh. But what I do remember is that he had the ring, and he's like, "Have you heard about the ring?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." He's like, "Well, they have this footage where if you watch it seven days later, you die." Yeah. And so I, I and this is like around the time I was pretty much a prime scaredy cat. I had not <laughs> been jaded by the world and yeah. the horrors I've seen, yeah. to where I was like, "Oh." Uh, yeah he's like yeah he's like we should totally watch it and and i was like okay and for some reason i don't think we ever watched the film Mm -hmm. specifically but we watched like this bonus which actually shows what's on the videotape specifically that's kind of cool yeah and so we watched that and um i'm not gonna say that it worked but it totally worked (laughs) to make me uh scared yeah Yeah, i was pretty nervous and again we're in the woods what's on the video isn't it her crawling out of the well? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is from what I vaguely remember. Um, it, it did definitely scare me. Not as bad as it did, because that was like my first initial. <laughs> but um, I, that's pretty much my memory I have of The Ring specifically. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just been one of those films that even though I like Gore Verbinski as a director mm-hmm. and I love horror films, it's just one of the ones that's gone past me and eluded me. It's not so much the same level of Exorcist where I'm like, I'm kind of genuinely scared to watch it as opposed to like, oh, I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I feel like this one's going to freak me out though. Little Japanese girls crying on your TV. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, I... I, I I, I figure a lot of weebs would be happy. Uh, yeah, okay. Whenever I word it like that, yeah. <laughs> there's a few Japanese girls. Oh, Japanese I... girls crawling out on my TV. Oh, what's Ooh, <laughs> Is this what it's like to be a Nippon? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's pretty much Aaron and I's experience. It, it's pretty middle of the road so far for us and stuff where we're like okay yeah let's see what it is i'm trying not to have too high of expectations because i'm afraid it won't hit it specifically i'm just afraid period i'm afraid of this movie really really well uh, how how does it compare to the other films on how scared you are 
how scared I am. I don't know. I won't know till the end of it. So well, I mean, like, so far, just... I've expected to be more scared by a lot of these movies, and really none of them have entered me into little baby bitch mode. So, <laughs> but I feel like this is a good. T- I thought The Exorcist was going to make me a little baby bitch, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, it's just kind of disturbing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I feel like this one has the, the chance to turn me into little baby bitch, Aaron. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see if we'll be seeing uh baby female dog uh, Aaron here, because <laughs> yeah. uh, we're gonna go watch uh the ring, and we'll let you know how that goes. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and we finished watching the ring, and so uh Aaron. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, how how you feeling okay. after watching that that DVD? <laughs> I'm gonna die in seven days. Yeah, we'll it's have to fun. we'll have to see. We'll have to see if you're on the next episode of Poppin' the Scary or not. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be pretty fucking scary the next time you see me. My face is gonna be all like, Bleh! you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah, no, exactly. Going like, Bleh! yeah, I'm trying to describe that face and sound. You know, unless we get other people it's to more like, so it's like. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of close to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'll, we'll have to see how it looks next week. Uh, so, uh, with that in mind, uh, thoughts about finishing the ring? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like how there was like a like a mystery they were trying to solve the whole time, and I can't really speak to like what what progress on that mystery looked like until we get into <laughs> spoiler territory but i really like the direction they went with it honestly okay. it was like a thing they like and they had seven days to solve it and like every day they popped up you know like day one day two or whatever and they were on a timeline and they were like trying to figure out what the fuck was up with this tape and uh the story that kind of unfolded the backstory behind the tape i thought it was cool they were like digging into the you know Mm-hmm. How is the tape itself made? They were de- like all these things that like I could definitely see this being a different movie where they were just like tape kill you seven day and they're like oh no for you know and but like they really dug into every aspect of like okay how can we not die <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know and beyond that like what's the story all this shit on the tape like what, what you know so I th- I thought that was cool that they did that in a natural like storytelling kind of way because that. Yeah, again, I could have easily seen this not being that movie and me being like, well, I really wish they would have done this or whatever. And they really found a way to do all those things with the tape, I think. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I definitely agree. I could see why uh, a lot of people uh, really talk about The Ring and it's had a mainstay in pop culture specifically. And I could definitely confidently say that after watching this film, I especially want to check out the original film. Yeah, uh, Ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, uh, there was... Uh, just for peeps that don't know, on the DVD copy that I have, it has like a Don't Look Here, which I remember watching uh, at the cabin. I think that's the thing I had watched. And then the Look Here, and the Look Here took you to uh, a lot of trailers, um, one of which was for uh, the Ringu saying, you know, now for the first time on DVD, mm-hmm. the Ringu. <laughs> yeah. Watch the film that inspired the ring. Yeah. And then it was uh, catch me if you can an eight mile afterwards. So, yeah, you know, pretty yeah. fitting. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, after watching the ring, I definitely want to check out the original because I'm curious to see how it does compared to the remake. Because usually I like to watch the original first, but because of how strong 
of a title the remake of the ring is right. to where i thought it was like an original film that's why i chose to watch this film as opposed to the uh remake right. but um overall it definitely makes me curious and there's a uh, a lot of things i like about it and then mm-hmm. other things i think we could definitely discuss later about it yeah. but um plot synopsis for peeps that don't know anything about the ring uh, it, it does focus on a tape, as we mentioned at the beginning of the movie. A VHS tape, for all you <laughs> Zoomers out there. That used to be how you watched the movies. Oh, crazy, bro. You had to go to a store and get a VHS tape and rent it and put it in your, your machine to watch it. <laughs> it's like pre-DVD. Thank you, Boomer. Well, <laughs> uh, okay, Boomer. <laughs> and so, um, with this tape, a lot of rumors circulated like, hey, I heard if you watch this tape, you die in seven days. And basically, it somehow gets out in the public specifically. And uh, due to some events that happen later, um, there's an investigation that's yeah. done by a journalist played by no- Naomi uh, Watts. Mm-hmm. And so she tries to figure out exactly what's going on with this tape. Why is it here? And if the uh, alleged rumors are true or not. Right. So um, that's pretty much the plot of it overall. And mm-hmm. as the plot goes, I mean, it's pretty on the nose. I have no qualms about it. I think it's a great setup, especially. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty straightforward, but at the same time, there's like a, a number of angles that you could explore with it, and I feel like they did a good job exploring those angles. Also worth noting, in the beginning, the reason this journalist lady finds the tape is because her niece, I guess it is, yeah, mm-hmm. her niece fucking dies after watching it. <laughs> but of course, it, people are just like, you know, she had a heart attack. Or yeah, I wasn't sure if that was so much a spoiler, since it's at the it, beginning yeah, of the it's, film. It's like yeah. in the first five minutes. So. Yeah, that's spoiler why I kind of but, like a go over there but um i think anything in the first like five ten minutes is game and that's literally like the opening like of the movie but uh, uh, gotcha that's that's me maybe yeah, in the yeah, future no, no. i'll reserve that but um yeah no she fucking dies um mm-hmm. and so that's how this journalist gets exposed to it and then is like trying to figure out because although now that we're talking about that I guess it's more. I, I'll I'll save it for. Remind me to remind me to bring up the plot point that that was her niece in the beginning. Uh, yes, absolutely. Later on, when we get into spoiler territory. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. I'll, I'll I'll definitely uh, bring it up for you specifically. Yeah, but she's sort of this like unattentive mom kind of thing. She's got a son that she's like late to pick up from elementary school mm-hmm. or whatever. He's a really independent, smart, sharp-witted young man. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Almost like a savant. Like, through the whole movie, he just, just like, bro, how's this kid no shit? Like, he's, like, what, he's supposed to be, like, fucking seven, maybe? I don't know. And he's just, like, on it. Oh, no, no. He's all over it, for sure. Um, And I guess pretty much since uh, there's not too much to say about the plot, since it's, like, basically, mm-hmm. yep, just going to find a tape i think it sets up for a great setup and going to the characters i do think naomi watts is a fairly compelling and uh protagonist i wouldn't say she's been my favorite protagonist in a horror film but i mean i feel like she does like the fine note like she does good like her performance is like i don't know maybe it's just a character choice she chose or whatever Mm -hmm. pretty kind of stiff oh yeah for sure i i could definitely see that um she, she in actually, some aspects i feel like she does a good job actually with like facial emotion and stuff mm-hmm. but as far as like when she's delivering her lines she's just like 
oh, kind of autopilot. You know, it sounds like sounds like somebody's dubbing over. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm I, very upset right now. Yeah, I would say probably overall, like I feel like, um, yeah, like expression wise and. Mm-hmm just like everything else i feel like is fitting for the film but i do feel like the f- performance is a little more on the autopilot side specifically yeah. there which is not inherently bad it was never kind of like abhorrently terrible no. uh terrible <laughs> um terrible but i i definitely agree it's definitely not like a standout performance i yeah. and um the little boy who plays uh, Aiden in the film, uh-huh. uh, David Dorfman. Oh, um, what a, what I, a dwarf ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was seeing so funny, uh, seeing him be so independent yeah. and yeah. Uh, literally calling his mom uh, Rachel. He's like, hi, Rachel. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's a, uh, he may be the dwarf man, but in this movie, he's just a dwarf boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, like, um, character-wise, um, there's not... I mean, there's, like, a whole group of characters, but, again, yeah. it kind of falls into the same thing as, like, other films where it mostly focuses on developing the few. Right. And the few that it does develop, it's, like, it's all right, you know? Yeah, like, fine. Yeah. fairly fine. There's no complaints. They they hit the standard sure. and sure. stuff. That's, right. that's my overall thoughts about it. Right. I don't know if there's ever a gripping performance, because I know there's, like... Uh, the friend Noah, yeah, uh, played by Martin Henderson, yeah, um, and you know he also does fine, also right. just like kind of uh, a little uh, reserved in his beliefs. Yeah, he's like yeah. the skeptical, mm-hmm. technical-minded buddy kind of in the beginning of the movie, where he's just like. Uh, yeah, these kids aren't dying from videotapes, but I'm going to take a look at the math behind and hack into the mm-hmm. database, you know what I mean? Except yeah. They, there's no database hacking. But. Oh, for sure. And so I think whenever it comes to him as well, I feel like it's on the same level of Naomi Watts, where it's like, I feel like he just hits that mark, yeah. but it's never any, like, outstanding performance, right. you know? I feel like he's also supposed to be, like, not the funny guy, but, like, he's the guy that's more likely to, like, deliver a quirky line or two. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, but he, again, he just kind of delivers it pretty standard. He, he, both of these actors are, like, in these roles particular, just kind of doing enough. Yeah, I, I think I that's... Think, I don't think anybody in this movie acting-wise really blew my fucking come out, but was... <laughs> nobody did that bad either. So, you know. Yeah, no, it, it just hits that line of, like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, so, and it's, it's so weird to talk about because, it's like, with plot-wise, it's like, Yep, plot setup seems good to go. Yeah, Characters um, seem check, um, perfectly check. fine to run uh, run this film. Uh, I know there's the um, and I'm only mentioning this as uh, a character because yeah, yeah. it is a prominent one, and that is the little girl Samara. Which for folks that don't know, you probably have seen her in pop culture. She's the one that has like all the hair in front of her face. Yeah, she's like wearing a white dress, and she's got the black hair that just hangs in front of her face. You probably, mm-hmm. if you've never seen it, you've probably seen it parodied if you've been on this earth long enough and visually it is kind of cool just to see that specifically but again i feel like um the character of samara played by uh dave chase oh um yeah it just overall is like yeah it's fine you know like it wasn't anything that i'm like oh i don't 
buy it. I don't believe it or anything. Right. But again, you don't really see her a lot in the film, right? As is, so it's kind of hard. That's a that's a pretty to quantify the performance. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty standard horror movie thing. Where like you know you're not probably not actually see them that much because mm-hmm. part of the suspense is like you know they're not there yet and then they're coming in like mm-hmm. every horror movie. But yeah, for sure. And um, I I will say that to uh uh I I'm trying to think to counter that a little bit not a heavy counter just a little one um even though like a lot of these antagonists of the film don't have a lot of screen time they do stick out in your brain uh memory wise for some performance like whether it be like you know freddy krueger or uh michael myers you they stick out those like few moments you do because the times Mm -hmm. they're there they make it count Mm -hmm. and there's usually so much like build up Mm -hmm. and hype to their appearance that it's Uh. like baked yeah. into your mind which i think so not a, not a bad thing I'm, I'm, but oh that, yeah that is just to say usually most i feel like in horror movies at least in the first iterations of them mm-hmm. you don't usually see the monster right until very much until maybe the end yeah for sure definitely plays more in i feel like with uh samara like even though it is visually cool and you do give glimpses of her mm-hmm. um I, I feel like it just like the other actors i feel like it just hits that mark of Yep, good. Yeah, I kind of like. You know, I kind of dug the the aesthetic. Oh, the aesthetic is definitely of Samara mm-hmm. of like the it being captured in the VHS realm. You mm-hmm. know, um, most of the time you see her is on a, like a screen of some mm-hmm. sort. You know. Oh yeah. Um, so and, and that's kind of cool and kind of creepy at the same time. Oh, it's all for sure. Encapsulated in this video. And it's funny that you mentioned that, because I think that was going to be the other point I hit, since really, whenever it comes to the other characters, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like a, a, a few you see scattered across, but really it's just those four that are kind of the main big ones and stuff. And I was going, even though like overall it's like plots like, yeah, you know, plot's great, uh, characters, good. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the strongest thing the ring has going for it is the overall style and aesthetic the film went and so we could talk about more about samara i do love the design of samara specifically again it's it's hard to it's hard to critique a remake without having seen the original as a comparison so it's hard to see kind of like you know what was their own idea for bringing into this remake versus what is the original right but at the same Mm -hmm. time that just gives you like a objective take right you're not Mm -hmm. being influenced by the previous if you're just watching this film like most people probably have Mm -hmm. it's just a standalone film Mm -hmm. that's just your raw opinion and then we can go Mm -hmm. back later and watch the ringu and uh you know then we could sprinkle in that context yeah right now we're we're getting it raw baby yeah no and i think i think you do make a solid point because as mentioned before i think a lot more people especially uh in america have seen the ring but never the ringu right right uh there but so going based solely on this film without knowing anything about the first one the aesthetic is definitely good i love um samara just I mean, it's such a strong visual thing mm-hmm. where it is unnerving a bit. It's not like the scariest thing, but it is unnerving. Oh, and I feel like the sound design really helps with that. Sorry to like. Jump oh no, topics, no, go ahead. But just like I feel like any like when they're watching the video, there's this little noise that I can't really. It sounds almost like like a like a ribbit in a forest or something. It's like, you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about? That little that sound that would play mm-hmm. like. A, oh man, 
that, yeah. that creeped me out. Just the sound <laughs> alone. Not to mention all the typical horror mm-hmm. movie or whatever sound they, they pump in. But just like that always coincided with some sort of either like appearance of the video or Samara mm-hmm. or something. And it was just like, you see the genies. Yeah, there's, there, I think like, I would honestly argue that the style and feeling of the film is its biggest strength overall. I feel yeah. like Gore Verbinski did a good job because those sound effects, they have accompany the tape like anytime they watched it specifically mm-hmm. and everything else. It did definitely help to establish the overall mood, atmosphere, and feeling of The Ring specifically. Right. So I think that's definitely a strong plus for them specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... You know, we were both born uh, in the 90s, yeah. and so I was, like, one of the last few uh, generations where, like, video cassette tapes were really kind of more of my mainstay media. Mm-hmm. Uh, media and so whenever i was younger i watched it a lot so just seeing that blank tape is definitely a strong aesthetic view because um i I feel like it'd be a lot more effective to see that tape there's something about it as opposed to like a dvd or or like a video file something like that so i think that also is another strength to the film because you know it's like big bulky whenever they hold it it's almost Mm -hmm. like a cursed object because it is but right. like it has more weight to it i suppose yeah. as opposed to what a disc would have so it's like a relic you know instead of it just you mm-hmm. know being something digital yeah. although i will say there i mean obviously we're in the digital age there's been horror movies that tackle things entirely through digital media. oh for sure and i feel like you could be effective with that too but yeah, yeah. for this for this movie in particular yeah especially something with like um just like an ancient cursey kind mm-hmm. of vibe to a lot of it like to have yeah that that relic of a VHS tape, not even mm-hmm. just relic in the sense of like it's twenty twenty two now. And yeah, because <laughs> it was obviously not old at the time mm-hmm. they were making this movie. But just to have that like object, that artifact, that item, that like this is evil or whatever. That oh, for sure, is Wait, cool. Which I found out um, whenever I was trying to refresh my memory on the ring, like just journal stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I saw that it was released it. Uh, towards the end of 2002 so yeah. it'll be turning 20 years old in october oh. so yeah it's it's crazy to hear about but I, I feel like having that vhs tape and the fact that it's not like a clean like recording because there's right. like the usual static lines like mm-hmm. the humming and whirring that you hear with yeah. like screwed up uh recordings and a lot of that even takes like is part of the plot really because it like mm-hmm. tracks weird or whatever and mm-hmm. whenever they're trying to like mess with the tape that like that plays a role into mm-hmm. the plot which i think is really cool no i i think like them specifically diving into the overall mechanics of a vhs yeah to, like talking about it because they could have easily just been like oh it's cursed you know right what do we do as opposed to like dissecting the tape right. uh as you should i think that definitely helped out because whenever because you and I are big video like production guys, like yeah. so we know about like how stuff should work. So I've whenever they're a VHS to tape or two in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, same here, same here. Um, and so seeing them kind of explain like, well, normally the tape would be like this, but for mm-hmm. some reason the tape's doing this, and like they did stuff that they could have easily just been like, oh, nobody cares about this. But right. the fact that they went through, that's like some of the moments I enjoyed the most about mm-hmm. the film where I was like, that's really cool. They're taking the time yeah. to and, dive into the mythos. Right. And I think that like is a really good way to like, yeah, probably like world build, but like 
sort of build suspense without mm-hmm. having the like evil person there in the very beginning because i feel like that could be a difficult thing because obviously all horror well, i say all pretty much all horror movies aren't just like here's the monster in the first five minutes look at his face and mm-hmm. he's killing you you kind of thing so they got to do something to sort of ramp suspense up to the climax mm-hmm. and i feel like yeah that's a really good way of just being like okay like there's a seven day timeline what are we going to do for seven days before we die because that's the like the the very first thing they tell you about this tape is like yeah you watch it you die in seven days mm-hmm. so like <laughs> how do they like sprinkle in suspense and like mount you know um mount tension up mm-hmm. until that point it's just like yeah they're like diving into these details for the tape and several different scenes and just like adding in those little details of like oh mm-hmm. this is not right you know and so and what does that mean kind of deal oh yeah no so i think like that's major brownie points uh for me personally there but the other um aesthetic thing i will say Mm -hmm. i love how much it rains in this movie it's very rainy like i love the incorporation of water as a whole it makes sense because it's like set around seattle so like the rainy city no it's like and that and again like even samara you constantly whenever she does appear you'll see like a pool of water so just seeing it constantly rain seeing puddles everywhere just seeing the water overall Mm -hmm. i think definitely helps establish like the strong mood and kind of keeps you invested in the environment not to mention uh, and i know some people probably may get annoyed by this I love, like, the blue tint it has throughout the entire film, specifically. Oh, yeah, just the color. Yeah, if you were to, like, do one of those color palette things in this movie, mm-hmm. it would be, like, very, like, blue and black and gray. No, I, I, and, you know, those are, like, some of my favorite colors there. So, like, visually, it looks nice, yeah. like, seeing that. And they definitely do take some, like, scenic shots, which I appreciate a lot, mm-hmm. whether it's actually seeing, like, particular shots taken on the tape that you see specifically or just scenery like looking around it's very nice to look at which again just helps establish uh the ring in a Mm -hmm. visual sense so it's definitely good to watch uh because there's definitely a lot of slow moments yeah and it's not so much of like the like oh keeps you in suspense thing it's just more like you see in most mystery uh sort of films where you know they're going one way and nothing then they go another way you know just like a normal mystery would play out Mm -hmm. but you know it definitely can get long-winded and stuff but fortunately visually it just keeps it interesting and um honestly it's like visuals and sound help it a lot uh like i mentioned with the rain i love just hearing like the pitter patter on the window and uh rachel the character lives with her kiddo at an apartment Mm -hmm. building and so you see like it's surrounded by glass specifically. Yeah. So again, just really helps just to have a good visual look to the film overall. I will notice there's a scene in the very beginning where they're driving and it's raining. And I was looking at the window the whole time because you can tell the, the rain is artificial. Like they're blowing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I know what you're talking I mean, about. You kind of see, see the drops like spread around the point where like the wind is blowing it against the window you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like the like the machine that they used to shoot mm-hmm. it or whatever i was like that's funny no yeah it definitely can take out i mean there's some effects that have not uh aged very well but i mean for the most part it's like very far in view yeah and that's stuff you can notice in modern movies too whenever because most of the time whenever it's raining in a movie that's it's artificial or then you can like kind of notice one detail somebody pointed out to me once is that like 
look at the streets in like every movie, especially at nighttime, they're always wet. And it's because <laughs> it is, they straight up hose down sets like before they film because they, they look nicer on film. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know that. So it's one of those things I notice now or sometimes whenever you're driving down the road and just like a normal shot and it's not raining or anything, I'm like, those are some wet streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But um, yeah, I think um, definitely works out uh, good visual wise. Music wise, um, I didn't notice anything like too... Like, it it wasn't anything, like, too distracting, but it wasn't too memorable either. It just plays to the mood, so it's definitely more of a visual sort of... old Marvel movies, you know? Yes, yes. Like, the new Marvel movies have figured out that you need a cool theme, and now you got, like, Spider-Man or something, and it's all like... So that you associate that, but older Marvel movies, you go back, no, and there's, like, no fucking... You, there's no identifiable track, but mm-hmm. there's always something playing in the background. Yeah, that's what it's like for this movie. It's just like there's mood music the whole time, but there's mm-hmm. nothing. It's not like a Halloween or something where it's like yeah, and it stands out. But I I am fine with that. I, yeah, I feel like the mood was well set pretty much throughout. No, for sure. Um, and whenever it comes to other elements and stuff to dissect about the film, um, again, I I feel mm-hmm. like we've mentioned a lot. I mean, I feel like cinematography, like haven't mentioned too much but i feel like it does fine you yeah. you see mostly what you need to see right there's not a whole lot of things that like blow you out of the water but there's not a lot of distracting shots either i thought they did you know there was you know a number of pans and zooms and kind of creative angles but nothing that like really tried to stand out i don't think so mm-hmm. like it was hard for me to take note of them um it was pretty straight laced in that approach uh-huh. i think yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I guess one of the other things, I, I'm always curious to kind of dissect more into this specifically, but yeah. I know you were a little nervous jumping into this film specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, how was the horror scare element overall? Uh, well, about halfway through, one of your cats sat and napped on my lap and I helped me not be scared. <laughs> that I couldn't jump or I would disturb its rest. <laughs> so you're just like sitting there sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was petting it and I was like, this kitty will keep me safe. <laughs> keep um, me safe from little girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it was pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. It was a little spooky. I feel like it's on the spookier ends of the movies we've watched. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like crazy scary no i and i feel like part of that was like even though this was a horror movie i feel like they weren't trying to scare your pants off all the time mm-hmm. there's like a moment or two where they were, you could tell they were like we're trying to scare you or whatever and of course they did the thing that like every horror movie does where it's like when they transition from one scene to another sometimes it's just like loud noise yeah and you're like Ooh. um so they like i mean they, they did well to like keep you unnerved throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing but i feel like there wasn't really like super jump scares or anything which mm-hmm. i give it like a lot of credit for because some of the scariest moments were moments where you knew it was about to happen or you saw something that was about to happen and it, it, it exposed it to you beforehand and then it was still scary whenever it happened like man mm-hmm. i give it a lot of credit for that yeah well well yeah i i think it's definitely good to establish an overall tone and everything um i think 
if I had watched it as a kid, I definitely would have been scared of it. I would have pissed my little pantaloons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But as an adult, um, watching it, it, it definitely hits the creepy aesthetic. So yeah. I think it's like a good film to watch overall if you're looking for like just a creepy aesthetic sort yeah. of film. Nothing like too crazy. Uh, but it's like, you know, just right. something you throw on in the background, you know, just looking over watching Honestly, the scenery i think yeah. this is an awesome scary movie night movie you know mm-hmm. what i mean you have yeah. some friends over get some popcorn you want to watch something scary get scared bitch oh like uh yeah. pop this one especially <laughs> if you have a vhs player and you own this on vhs yes it, no i i think it'd be super aesthetic which i was going to mention um i know i had talked about remembering watching like uh the uh the ring uh video thing specifically yeah um at the cabin which i guess like because it says don't click here on the little dvd menu and aaron mm-hmm. and i clicked on it and it showed a little bit of it but then it showed a lot of uh deleted scenes specifically so i'm like okay is this what i watch or not because mm-hmm. again this is like you know on like 18 something years ago whenever i last watched it on dvd in mm-hmm. that cabin which is even more fitting now i've seen a movie because they go to a cabin specifically All to right. find the tape um but there's something else i didn't remember so this this i remember is this about the blurry face yes so i remember i remember we watched that specifically which i don't know if we watched the entire thing or not again my memory gets foggy Mm -hmm. i remember specifically i don't know if it was um our friend randy or someone else that was there in the group Mm -hmm. but they were like oh we just watched the little video that was on the ring we need to uh take a picture and see how it looks and they, <laughs> then they tried flicking the camera to make it super blurry <laughs> specifically so as soon as i saw like uh blurry faces uh in the movie because that's what happens whenever you watch the videotape your face gets like blurry in camera or like video recording mm-hmm. um as soon as i saw that it just triggered that memory that was hidden <laughs> under years and years of forgetting it and i was like Oh my god, I remember that because I remember they tried to take the photo and flick it, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's blurry!" But Whoa. everything was blurry because yeah, you know they're you flick the flicking the camera while taking the photo. <laughs> so uh, that just awoke in me. <laughs> I even audibly went loud. Oh my god, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Ouija board level stuff. Like there's a demon in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's yes. moving the fucking exactly thing. going. Um, but um yeah i mean i feel like we've gone over to kind of the main uh parts of dissecting a film specifically but aaron was there anything that else that you wanted to credit or maybe point out as a criticism of the film um think so i'll probably reserve that for whenever we hop into the the rating part here in a second oh Um, yeah for sure but yeah yeah i mean i feel like it's hard to especially since a lot of this is based around like a kind of mystery that they're trying to solve Mm -hmm. like an investigative journalism effort i guess to some degree um it's hard to like really bring up stuff without spoiling a plot point more so in this movie Mm -hmm. than in others because it's very much like oh we discover this and this leads to the next thing and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um but i will just say that like i feel like the way i feel like the last like quarter of the movie i would give it a lot of credit for because i feel like it's hard to wrap up Mm -hmm. um 
a horror movie, I feel like mo like ninety percent of horror movies wrap up in a certain way that I will go into in spoiler territory. Yeah, and this one does not do that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I think um the ending is like it's it's like a sort of mixed bag for me because I. I, I had a couple of ideas going in towards the end of the film once it starts wrapping up on how it could do. And there was a way that I was like, oh, it'd be kind of nice if they wrapped it up this way. Yeah. And then there's this way I would really, really, really hate if they wrapped up that way. <laughs> and then there is uh, the way the film wrapped up itself, which is neither of those. Oh, really? <laughs> specifically. So um, that's definitely something that I do. It's like... I like it, but at the same time, I don't love it. It, sure. like, hits the, you know what, I'm okay with this um, thing. Like, yeah, I feel like it, it, you can, I can give a movie a lot of credit whenever you're, like, mid-watching it and you find yourself thinking, like, oh, like, what if this happened? Or, like, oh, mm -hmm. what if it ended this way? Or, like, oh, <laughs> but, but this, you know? So, like, I feel like that, like, my, those thoughts were going through my head while watching mm -hmm. it. I was also thinking I really had to pee because I drank, like, a real 44 <laughs> yeah. Sonic and a beer and... Yeah, just you know, you, you didn't you don't want to puddle underneath yourself like exactly, Samara. <laughs> yeah, man, I got boomer bladder. I got to pee every two seconds anyway. So, um, but yeah, um, with me personally, I feel like um, I've definitely praised uh, quite a few aspects about it. Mm -hmm. um, not super duper heavy criticisms. Uh, the only thing I would say is that it definitely does bob along. Because there were some points that I knew what where they were going and why it was taking its time. Sure. But there was a lot of moments where I was like, ah, can you just get to yeah. the part where you get to this? Like, um, specifically, without getting too specific on the spoilers, is whenever Rachel's on the boat mm -hmm. and they have all that stuff happen on the boat. Like, yeah. I get it. But at the same point, I'm like, right. eh, you know. I, yeah, I yeah. kind of like that moment. I can see what you're saying, though. I feel like they tried to pace it in such a way where that would be its own little suspense spike yeah. or whatever. And, like, if you already kind of figured out what's going to happen there, then you're just like, go ahead, I, I think go that's ahead what it. it was because they had already given enough hints beforehand yeah. on kind of what's going on. But then just that's like, oh, mm. just in case right. you, you had denial. I'm really glad they there. included that moment specifically, though, mm -hmm. in on the boat. I mean, I thought that was cool. That's, like, another cool little world-building thing that, like, they didn't mm -hmm. have to put that in, mm -hmm. but, like, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. No, I and it wasn't, like, anything major. Like, no. I wasn't, like, Ugh. It's just, like, it takes, like, a lot of turns, and they stay there for a long time, even though yeah. I felt, like, okay, I understand what's right. going on. I feel like the pacing overall is, like, on the slower end. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was engaged most of the time. But yeah, I will say there are moments where it does yeah. kind of bob. But again, it does help that it is a visually nice looking film. So yeah. it's it's like, I, I think to come up with a poor uh, analogy that maybe years down I'll regret saying, it's like you're on a boat ride. Mm -hmm. And you know, you buy this tour, you get on the boat and you're out and you're like bobbing along. You're like, wow, everything's really pretty to look at. And then it keeps going and you're like, okay, it's still really pretty to look at, but... I, I get it, you know, sure. where's like the next thing specifically mm -hmm. there. Um, and it's not to say I don't enjoy slower paced films, but it's like once I get the point they're trying to deliver across, yeah. then it's like, yeah, okay, I, but I, it's not a heavy. Right. And I think I can say this without it being like mm -hmm. a spoiler, but I feel like this film is like 
in a lot of parts, not a horror movie. You know yes. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the plot focus sort of shifts away from, like, the audience being scaredy poo-poo pants <laughs> to, like, solving the mystery or whatever, or, like, journalism time. And I didn't mind that. But I can see how if you were just looking for straight-up horror, how some of those points would be, like, a real drag. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's what it was specifically because, you know, again, people talk about how like the ring, like I especially remember growing up like, oh, it's so scary and everything. I mean, you even saw like uh, on that trailers, like the ring, the scariest film of all time. No, what I thought was funny is it said the scariest movie of the year. Oh, that's (laughs) (laughs) didn't even feel that strong. The scariest movie you might see today. (laughs) That's what I loved about it, because, like, we're we're obviously watching this, like, 20 years later, so it must not have... It just felt like it didn't know what cultural impact it was going to have when they dropped the DVD. (laughs) The scariest movie this year. (laughs) Like, I've never been, like... I haven't been under-promised by an advertisement in a long time. (laughs) Give you guys some credit, man. At least oh. the last five. I don't know. Come oh. On. oh my god, that's so. What else good. came out in two thousand three? <laughs> so yeah, I think that might be like also playing into it there. Because yeah. I mean, the the few moments it does have horror, it's really good. Like um, they have that one quick shot kind of showing what happens to the bodies that die, specifically yeah. like, yeah. and it was only for like a brief second. And, and I will say the first time they showed that shot, it was fucking scary. Oh, it was unnerving to see that because I the next, hadn't seen anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The next couple times, I was like, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. But the first time, I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's scary. But overall, like I said, it's not a major criticism towards it. Like, you know, movie not fast enough. Go faster. Right, right. You know. I'll, I'll say, like, this does have a slower pace, but, like, that's not fast paced, slow paced. I've seen plenty of fast paced movies where the pacing is bad. Oh my gosh, for sure. I've seen plenty of slow paced movies where the pacing is bad. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like fast or slow, at least to me, anyways, mm-hmm. has a weight on it. It's like, does it keep you interested? Um, so like, yeah, this was kind of slow for me, but I was also interested. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't. I don't really mark off much for the pacing. Yeah, but I can see why others would. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've both kind of said our stuff about it without getting too much into yeah. spoilers, because there is definitely kind of more spoilers to talk about than the last Plenty. few films. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Aaron, yeah. what do you write it? So, if I were to take each little aspect, you know, like um, the aesthetic, the environment, the acting, the sound design, you know, and, and put in a little bar graphs or whatever, I feel like for the most part, Nothing was, like, very weak. Nothing was, like... There was maybe, like, one element that was, like, a 10 on mm-hmm. that spectrum. And then there was one element that was, like, like a 6 or something. And that's probably, like, maybe, like, a 5. And that's, like, the acting. The acting was, yeah. like, average. Um, and then, like, I feel like the, de- the the design and the lore behind the story and everything is, like, 10. Like, it's awesome. And then, but, like, most... If you looked at this bell curve... A lot of it stacks up, like, right around 8. Like, pretty mm-hmm. much everything is just, like, an 8 on the bar for, like, yep, okay, that's pretty good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not amazing. You could have done a lot better. You know, you have room to grow. But also, it's above average. So, like, you know, it's an 8. It's a 7. It's an 8. It's an 8. So, whenever I, like, mash all those things together, I'm like, okay, this film comes out for like as, like, an 8 to me. Honestly. Okay. I thought, you know, I was entertained throughout. I thought the lore was really, really interesting. I thought the acting was 
kind of bad, like in in comparison to the other aspects yes. of the film. But it wasn't that bad. Um, and there, there's nothing in that, the film that was like that bad. And there's a lot of things in the film that were like really good. And then you know most of it just kind of hovered in the middle of that normal distribution there. You know what I mean? In that bell curve. Um, and I think it lands like right at that that eight marker for me. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it. It was good. Um, I feel like there are a few things that they cleaned up, they polished up, give it a little spit shine. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a ten out of ten movie, but that's not the movie we watched. Still a very good one though. Oh yeah. Um, I think that's a totally fair criticism. Um, me personally, um, I, I definitely, I, I think a lot of the bullet points you hit is definitely um, the same for me where visually and stylistically Mm -hmm. mood wise, it just definitely was like, that's my favorite thing about the film. Like, and it's pretty close to being 10 out of 10 where I feel like I've never felt this mood in other movies. I didn't feel like I was trying to copy. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's definitely one of the strongest things, but it does come down to uh, pacing. Like I said, mentioned before, Mm -hmm. kind of a little more, dragged out but not to the point where it's like oh my gosh we get it please right. move on um and then acting nothing really stand out ish um mm-hmm. and so getting that in mind uh the few moments it does have specifically where i'm like oh yeah i'm really like that part there i i waver between like a six and a seven around there but mm-hmm. because i feel like you know it's it's because i feel like it's on par with halloween where I'm not really a fan of a lot of the characters, but the mood is just pure, just joy and everything Mm -hmm. else. I feel like bumping up the ring, if I had to choose between six and seven, more so up to a seven, uh, but it could be 6.5 around there. So I I probably comfortably would place it there. It's Mm -hmm. not a film that I'm like, oh man, I got to show this to everybody. Uh, But at the same point, it's like, I could see myself watching it. Like I would love if they did like a restoration of it to Mm -hmm. especially bring out those colors because I love that shade of blue specifically. And I don't see that in too many films. So that's that's probably where I rate. Just a little under where you placed it there, but not not thing too extravagant. Yeah. You said under where you (laughs) under where you placed. You said underwear. I'm like I'm right now. I'm looking at Aaron. Like Bert looks at Ernie. If I feel like we're like really on the same page though, actually, because if I could give this like a Fantano rating, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would go the way he rates things. I would say low eight, like a low eight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh yeah. So it's 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 like it's bordering on seven eight. I I went ahead and just bumped it up to eight because I like it, and I'm hopped up on Big Red right now. But you you love Big Red. <laughs> yeah. I, I I can't remember the last time I drank a Big Red. The largest red. <laughs> large red yeah i got the biggest red thing. i'm pretty sure i made this joke on the on this podcast before but i went to sonic and i was like give me the biggest red you've got like big and that's the route 44 big red that's that's so funny and i think you acted the same way where you're hop. you said i'm hopped up on big red yeah that's a lot there's caffeine in it and it's a very large cup um i'm more of an ocean water guy ocean water is pretty good but, yeah and there's something about big red is just like the 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 cream soda of cough syrup <laughs> that's what big red is big red the <laughs> i can't even say <laughs> it right <laughs> no big red the cream soda of cop syrup <laughs> that's the it's like lean 2.0 <laughs> i'm just on the next wave <laughs> 
bring your surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> ride the big red wave. Uh, speaking of riding, we're just going to ride our little uh, surfboard on big red. Out here. <laughs> yes, ride your dead horse on over to spoilers, why don't you? <laughs> Giddy up, right into the fucking ocean. The ocean water. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> is oh, that, is that uh, the but, spoiler time? Yeah, yeah. But actually, uh, let's we could. Might, I might as well feed you this line because yeah, yeah. I don't want you to forget about it. You told me at the beginning of the podcast to bring uh-huh. up a point later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something about like the lore setting up and stuff. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember asking you to do that, and I remember bringing it up. But <laughs> let's see. I, don't, I need more context clues. Oh, no worries. Well, may- I'm sure it'll it'll come to me. May- maybe, or maybe we just left us <laughs> viewers in suspense as we just mentioned it, and now we are like, oh no. Well, that's why I call it a suspense movie, Cole. Oh, suspense podcast. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, spoiler. Um, any particular spoiler? And pick your There's pick so your spoiler many. here. There's so many. Let's just start at the beginning. All right, so the dude that's there, that turns out that's her, the the kid's dad. I didn't know that. Until I didn't know. I didn't even know that now. You don't know that now? You no. Didn't, you didn't, okay, well, pay more attention. I, I, I heard, I heard like, later I mean, in the film, whenever you're talking, he's like, that's why you know, like, why aren't you a dad? Right, right. And I see he's in the car, and he's like, you know, I haven't really been around for you. No, they... they I thought I, it was just as a friend. Well, yeah. right, right. They hint at a relationship there, because he's, like, looking at the video, and, like, that girl that ends up being the goth chick on NCIS later pops in, and, and they, like, get a peck, and then she's all, like, mad about it or whatever, and she's like, I just wish you'd grow up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she doesn't say that specifically what she's mad about, but of course she's mad because they were developing, like, a little romantic thing, right? But they never really say who this dude mm-hmm. was until the boy watches the video and she and and you know the the phone call happens and she doesn't want to pick <clears> up the phone because she thinks it's the girl saying seven days mm-hmm. for her kid to live and so she hangs up the phone and then it calls again and she picks it up and she's like leave me alone whatever and it's, and it's the dude and she and then when she realizes the dude she breaks down and she's like he watched it and she's like who watched it and she goes our son you didn't, yeah. So it's I didn't hear. Uh, that's where they dropped that he's. The I thought dad. I thought she said Aiden really weird. Like no. you know, whenever you're upset, you're like Aiden. No, she said our son, and then that's why they had the scene where he was like in the car talking to him, and he's drawn or whatever, and she's like, he's like, sorry, I'm not around much or whatever. He's like, do you want me to be around? And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, well, um, and then she, and then he was like, "Well, we were young, and and, mm-hmm. he, and and the kid was like, yeah, mom told me the same story. Rachel told me the same story.' Yeah. <laughs> um. So like, yeah, no, he's the dad. I thought you were just like hiding that because it was a spoiler. But... Uh, no, no, I just genuinely did not. <laughs> yeah. I I never put two to two together. That's the poppy. They had I... the kid when they were younger. They he didn't want to be a part. She didn't want him to be the dad. He didn't think he was gonna be a good dad. So they broke off. But then she needed to contact him again because mm-hmm. he's like a video expert guy, and she has this video. And yeah. She's trying to figure out what the fuck's up with him. So. Oh well, gotcha. Well. So I'm guessing you really liked that reveal. Yeah, no, I thought it was cool. It was cool that they, like... I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, who the fuck this dude was, but I was like, whatever, we're going to roll with it. It's just probably somebody she knows because she's, like, a journalist. And yeah. Does video and, and that's exactly what I thought, too. Right. And so I was like, yep, that's all it is. <laughs> so it's cool that they were just like, uh, yeah, he's the father. Mm-hmm. And they Mari showed him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like... um. 
I mean, and I, I feel like because they don't hit you over the head with that specifically, I, I, I do respect that mm-hmm. there. Like, even towards the end, like, once they've rekindled their relationship a little bit, it's yeah. not like the, you know, Romeo-Juliet kiss, like... But it is like the Romeo and Juliet kiss because he fucking dies. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. And I think that probably that's probably my favorite spoiler that I'm going to talk about here is the reveal of showing exactly what happens after seven days you watch the tape. Right. Um, and I see why that scene is so like embedded into people's brains after they watch it because it is mm-hmm. creepy because. Um, seeing the girl, you know, after she crawls out of the well, zooms a little forward, staticky wise, kind of mm-hmm. flinching there, and then crawling out of the TV with yeah. water dripping. It's definitely a cool. And I definitely thought that was going to happen like way earlier in the movie because that's the mm-hmm. part that people talk about. You yeah, know, she crawls out of the well, but I love the way, and I see why people talk about it and parody this so much. Is because by that point in the movie, you think the situation's resolved. Oh yeah, for sure. You think of the movie that had the climax already, boom, bada bing, it's it's over. Samara's not gonna bug anybody anymore because mm-hmm. they set her spirit free. Yeah. But it turns out you don't set evil spirits free because they still come and fucking yeah. <laughs> And like even so like there's there's really only two victims of Samara that are like that you that you see, right? There's cause there's the four in the beginning or whatever. But you you see the one in the very beginning. Yeah. TV turns on and it's the two girls at home alone or whatever and she's like whatever and the flickers on and then there's just some force that like charges at this girl and she becomes fucking terrified and it flashes some images on the screen and then you don't see her again until you see the little like image of what she looked like when her mom discovered her and she's like sitting in a closet with this fucked up horrified face or whatever Mm -hmm. that's creepy you don't really see Samara kill anybody again Mm -hmm. until the very end when they supposedly had fixed the, the solved the mystery mm-hmm. or whatever and then you see the you know the, the part of the tape that always cuts off at the very end like yeah with the well and the, the the cover's not on the well and you see her hand come up and like that's usually where the tape stops is either right before that or right at that point or whatever but now some heart that crawls all the way out of the well and is walking forward and you know it's gonna happen because you you saw the fly come out of the TV mm-hmm. earlier. You know that things can come through the TV. You pieced it together, but it's still fucking creepy because she just crawls out of the fucking mm-hmm. television and straight up murders the dude that's the yeah. father. Yeah, it does make me uh, a little bit curious, though, because, like, even though it technically, like, towards the end shows how they kill, mm-hmm. it also doesn't show right. how... You know, it doesn't show like, you know, Razor's a Lost Ark kind of like effect towards the end where right. you see it happen. It's just one of those things that once Noah's trying to crawl away and get away from this girl, something happens to where he's now like drained of his life, looks yeah. like a scared corpse in a chair. Right. So I'm guessing she has like demonic abilities to scare them to yeah. death. Well, I love how they just yeah. like. This ties into, like, the mm-hmm. deep lore that maybe they, I don't know, did they make more Ring movies? Uh, they did make uh, sequels to The Ring. That's I think it fun. was only, I think there was only one of the American mm-hmm. uh, called Ring 2, I believe it was. I, I only know about it because I heard nothing but bad things about it. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's the horror movies. Oh, and there was another one called Rings. Oh, well, yeah. anyway, yeah. I, I wonder if they dive into more of the backstory mm-hmm. in other movies. But, like, I, in this movie, I feel like they gave you just the perfect amount of, like, 
little, you know, they throw you a little nugget to satisfy you of, mm-hmm. like, who this girl is. Because they dive into the mystery of Anna Morgan, who, like, really wanted to have a kid with Richard Morgan. They tried several times, you know, that has the scene with mm-hmm. the, the, the father dude digging through the records, and it's like, miscarriage. Pretty, 66 pretty. miscarriages. Right. <laughs> and then she would really, all she wanted was a child, and whenever um, the main lady t- is talking to the doctor on the island yeah. or whatever about this kid, about Samara or whatever, they were like, she was trying to have, like, Anna was trying to have a baby for a long time, and then they went away somewhere, and they came back with Samara. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, a, there's an idea that, like, this baby is not natural. They weren't supposed to have this child. She was destined to not have a child. And mm-hmm. yet, they went somewhere mysterious. I'm, I'm Japan, guess- I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Japan, because whenever they flip through the files, they see, like, the Japanese characters there, specifically. Right, there's a bunch of Japanese characters, and then there's just one that says Anna, like, in like, Roman like, mm-hmm. letters. Um, yeah, so they, like... I don't know they got her from japan or something in like some shady mysterious manner or whatever and then samara was like driving anna crazy and like the horses started to die because samara did not like the horses because her father liked the horses but did not like her you know what i mean yeah and um yeah yeah there's they just they just give you a little nugget to know that she's like not good mm-hmm. she's cursed in some way she's like a little devil child yeah um yeah and and to, to be honest I didn't, I didn't know that Samara was inherently evil. Yeah. I just figured it was just creepy girl, you know, misunderstood right. but kills people. Because the film, yeah. like, because because the film and what what Samara, I guess, is leading the main character towards is to like free her from the well. Mm-hmm. And the main character is a mother of a young child. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so she's like sympathizes with this like the horrible things that the father and the mother did to this child mm-hmm. like the the main culmination of which is putting a bag over her head and throwing her down a oh well. that was brutal yeah. that, that was that was probably the most like uh scared i was was just seeing like an older woman kill a child kill her child yeah, yeah it, you know a bag over her head and dump the body in the well which i mean obviously now looking back right. i get why but initially like if you haven't caught on to the fact that samara is pure evil it's right. shocking right they give you like little nuggets but like the bulk of the film whenever they they discover and learn things about samara is like yeah there was something weird going on with the whole yeah there was something we- like the mother had some sort of psychosis or something but like ultimately this was a child that suffered and was locked into this psych ward but they give you little things like mm-hmm. the fact that she never slept. <laughs> yeah. She was awake constantly. She did not go to bed. or Just like little things where it's like, okay, this child's maybe a little fucked up, but also they did fucked up things to her. So you like have sympathy. Mm-hmm. And they have that beautiful like first ending. Because there's like two climaxes to this Oh, movie, yeah. I agree. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And they have that first climax where she like gets shoved down the well and she finds the body of Samara down there. First off, super creepy that you like find the hair or whatever first. And I was like, I know Samara's down there. Um, but yeah, the, the main lady like picks up this body that just like rises from and like, she's like, okay, you know, you're safe now or whatever. And then she just like melts into skeleton, mm-hmm. like 24 years of rotting all in one second, you know? Yeah. Which I was going to ask cause you know, she finds her at the bottom of the well that, yeah turns out was under the floorboards of the cabin right so i'm guessing because they show the flashback to the well um 
and then them killing Samara, mm -hmm. throwing her body down the well. Did they hire somebody to build a cabin over it there specifically? Right. And if so, why is there a sign there specifically kind of detailing stuff? Is that just cursed stuff? or I, thought, I just chalked it up to cursed stuff, right? Because here's the, here's the sit. Here's what I imagined, because they didn't really tell you, but I figured, mm -hmm. like, just 24 years have passed, there's an old sealed well here, and, like, the property's been sold, whatever. I guess they built some cabins over it. Um, so whoever built the cabins was not, like, trying to hide anything. I don't think they mm -hmm. knew what was in this well, right? But, like, that burned circle that was on the floor where they started chopping mm -hmm. on the bottom of the cabin, like, that's the ring right you know quotation mm -hmm. marks that's all there's a bunch of ring imagery right yeah because it's the first thing that pops up on the videotape or whatever but they kind of reveal through samara's eyes after they show her getting thrown down the well and she wasn't actually dead is her looking up at the sealed well and seeing the sunlight go through the cracks or mm -hmm. whatever and like that's the ring right is the light going yeah through the cracks i thought that was super clever where she was like staring up at that for 24 years or whatever um so that mm. i feel like is just the burn because there's a lot of burning imagery too mm -hmm. right like she like samara reaches out and grabs um mm. the main character in a dream and she wakes up with like burn marks on her arms that was like i feel like just her staring up at the bottom mm. of this cabin and like the burning ring like being burned into the floorboards there man i i i, I could have not ever thought of that <laughs> at all i was just like what the hell is this? <laughs> what is this shit? Um, yeah, but um, I, I think it's definitely kind of interesting because, I mean, like just her spirit entity still being down there, but she's still able to go out and stuff because she, because right. um, I guess she encounters people in their dreams because like Rachel encounters her, right? Right. Whenever she grabs the arm specifically, but it also grabbed Aiden, the yeah. little boy there. So, and Aiden before mm -hmm. this, even before his cousin died or whatever, had been talking to Samara, right? Mm -hmm. Or, like, rather, Samara talked to him. Um, yeah, which I'm wondering how that happened if he never saw the tape. Right. He he didn't see the tape, right? But I guess they're, they don't really explain this, but he's, like, a special little child or mm -hmm. whatever. And maybe, the, maybe it was because he was in contact with his cousin before she died, but after she watched the tape or whatever. Because um, that seemed to have affected her friend, too. Mm -hmm. like her friend never watched the tape, but she was locked up in a mental asylum and seemed to know things about Yeah, it. you never know what happens to Becca, specifically. Right. But Becca has obviously been, like, influenced by Samara, mm -hmm. by the ring, by the tape. She has not watched it, because she's not going to die in seven days. But she obviously has, has been clued into some knowledge, because whenever the journalist lady goes and visits her in the ward, she's like informs her that she has four days left to live even yeah. though she hasn't told her that she's watched the tape three days ago or whatever yeah so like i feel like samara can like connect in with people that mm -hmm. are nearby those that have the seven day curse on them especially probably children because yeah. like the two people that seem to have that ability is becca who's like in high school and aiden who's like a child child yeah so like I, that's where i would bring in those lore streams just based on like this one initial watching of the movie. Um, so, yeah, I feel like he probably... Because they give you a timeline, right? Uh-huh. Because when the classroom, at the very beginning, where he's drawing these pictures of, like, people getting buried or whatever, mm -hmm. and the mom's like, oh, well, you know, his best friend just died three days ago. Like, give him a break. He's just coping with his trauma. And the teacher's like, no, he drew these last week. Which means, right, three days, last week... He started drawing these, uh, like, 
midway through his cousin's after she watched, but before she died. Mm-hmm. Right, so that you, they kind of give you a timeline of when he started talking to Samara, because that's why he was drawing these things or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're images that Samara was giving him or whatever of people being buried. Um, so I feel like I've been talking for a No, long no, time. you're good. I mean, you, you're on a roll. That's why I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> but that's what I mean about yeah. like, why the lore and everything, I feel like in this mm-hmm. movie is 10 out of 10, because they give you enough to make these connections, but they mm-hmm. don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of like stuff that... Um, it did have me raising questions because mm-hmm. I get that the tape is uh, Samara's way of basically exacting her vengeance on everybody because literally you know her motive is I want to hurt people and I'm not sorry for it. Right, because she you... says that on the other tape. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the, like the little like uh, uh, little session recording tape they had at the mental hospital. Mm-hmm. But my question is that tape that's being thrown around and stuff how was that made exactly? Did Samara well, manifest that specifically? Mm-hmm. Like, could break out a video camera being like, all right, what? I'm going to get... <laughs> yeah. You're right. I mean, they don't, they don't obviously don't give you the details there, but the first mm-hmm. known location of it and the first victims that watched these movies, right, was at the cabin. It was mm-hmm. in that blank tape that they rented out. Yeah, the like from the little library they yeah. have. And the guy even, whenever uh, Naomi Watts is like... Uh, trying to get a room there and she's like i'll just take cabin 12 or whatever yeah uh, whenever she talks to that guy initially and he mentions the little collection of videotapes she's like big collection huh he's like yeah it's mostly just tapes that are left in the rooms of the cabins which means it's probably left in cabin 12 yeah does that mean it was manifested by samara to appear and just right. be, be a vessel or something who knows they don't tell you but yeah you can guess conceivably that she probably was able to do you know, invest her power somehow mm-hmm. directly above her in the well, like in the cabin that sits above the well. Yeah, for sure. And so I guess it's like moments where it doesn't explain everything, which uh, is not inherently bad. I mean, fortunately, it was like, I don't buy it. I still need to know how that tape was made. Right. <laughs> I, I need to know what editing program she was using. It's probably just like, if I had to like fill in the blank, it's probably mm-hmm. just like a, like a blank tape that was in the cabin or like some other person's tape that they left in the cabin or whatever mm-hmm. that she just like overwrote the memory of you know what i mean yeah because that was like the interesting thing because obviously this tape was not normal itself right it was a collection of like i feel like it was a, a collection of her memories from her perspective but then mm-hmm. also actual clips from like the mental asylum people yeah for sure and somehow it just ended up being like being like a vehicle for her to right. specifically like latch on to somebody because it seems like samara puts a link of her on whoever watches it because yeah. i mean it's like on the boat like i mentioned in the non-spoiler area where she's going to the island sees the horse says hey hi and the horse just flips out because right. she's uh sensing that evil from her right. freaks out and just jumps off the boat and kills itself yeah because that's yeah because mm-hmm. that's what all the horses were doing in anna morgan's horse farm or whatever because whenever they had to like lock mm-hmm. her mother up because she was going crazy the dad who did not like samara had her stay in the barn and she mm-hmm. didn't like the horses because they kept her up all night and that's why she was awake constantly and that's why she made the horses go crazy and go kill themselves by jumping in the ocean and dying mm-hmm. yeah it definitely has like a lot of stuff it doesn't explain but it does have some stuff you're able to put two to two to two together because right. again i feel like 
Samara must like put a tracker on them, mm-hmm. keep track of seven days since they exactly watched the footage right. before it's showtime, basically. Because yeah. people that it's even like, have talked to Samara somehow right. know how many days they have to live. It's like she transfers her evil or her curse or whatever into them. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they, they explicitly write out this part. The seven days thing is how long she lived in the world mm-hmm. before she died. Yeah, quote, which quote. I thought that was really clever. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was good. Right. Um, but... Yeah, it's definitely interesting seeing those moments uh, keyed in specifically, but still also raise a lot more questions that Mm -hmm. you're not going to get answers to. It's like even you don't know, like, I mean, obviously she is uh, inhuman uh, to do as much evil stuff as she is. Mm -hmm. And so I think whenever it comes to the end of the movie, which I did want to mention, I'm not sure how to feel about how the film ended because I, in all honesty, I just, just to go into the good, the bad and what we got, Mm -hmm. uh, the good ending and stuff like, and not to say this would have been the best ending. It's just the way I thought, but it's like, Oh, we freed her spirit. Mm -hmm. Everything's good. You know, we were able to put her soul to rest, something like that. That's good. And that media has made her seem more evil because money you know marketing stuff so that's the reason why it's like you ever see like those movies where like the person isn't like has redemption at the end of the movie mm-hmm. but merchandise wise they sell them as a bad guy yeah, like darth yeah. vader <laughs> yeah exactly like darth vader something like that just like the ultimate villain mm-hmm. that's what i thought they did with the ring um spoiler alert that did not happen right. but what i was afraid of happening is like it does the good ending bit where it's like oh everything's good everything's fine everything and whenever she kisses noah goodbye and they leave the apartment she closes the door tv turns on and rachel still dies because seven days even though it's been clearly past seven days right like that's i was going to be very upset if that's the way it ended because i i hate the psych still alive thing which is again it's like an overdone trope but i feel like it still can be done well but because i've seen it so many times there's a lesser chance it works well And then the ending we actually got is, oh, Rachel didn't die because she made a copy of the tape. Right. And so now she has the son Aiden make the tape, but now do they have to keep showing? Right. And I, th- mm-hmm. I feel you there where you're like, yeah, I accept that. Because yeah. I wondered, I thought she was going to be spared from the seven days thing, but Noah wasn't because she like showed compassion and like helped free samara or whatever like release her spirit or whatever and like that's why she was getting passed over and everybody else was still gonna die if they watched the tape um because she was now Mm -hmm. unleashed from the well and seeking to enact pain on people yeah which i guess means like she has more power now that she's not sealed in the well right because like she those were the power that she was able to enact while being like her trapped her physical Mm -hmm. form trapped in this well she was just doing this power through her videotapes or whatever. But now yeah. that she's unleashed, that's why she's able to, like, crawl out of the well in that tape that, mm-hmm. that shows on the TV and physically crawl out of the television and kill Noah or whatever. So you, you feel like it's that, like, now she can escape the right. tape and stuff. Because that's the cause... only time you see her crawl out of the well. Yeah. Otherwise, the tape ends there. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was that or if they cut it from the beginning whenever the niece is killed specifically mm-hmm. just because they don't want to reveal the monster because right. it shows a zoom in specifically. Right. But, like, 
Uh, the reason I mm -hmm. think it's that is because whenever the niece dies, right, there's like a spirit in the house, right? The, mm -hmm. the door opens. Oh, yeah, the, like the little invisible force. Yeah, the like, so that's the, as much as Samara can manifest while mm -hmm. being trapped in the well, I feel like. She's able to, like, come out of the TV as a spirit or whatever. There's, like, that little wiggly mm -hmm. thing, and she, like, opens the fridge door or whatever, and, like, you know, she crawls mm -hmm. up the stairs, and then there's water there, and yeah. she opens the door, and she it feels like she's just rushed by a force or something, and then, you know, gets terrified and dies. Yeah. And I feel like that's the extent of it, but then now that she's been released from the well, she can physically be in the real yeah. world. Yeah, I wasn't sure if Rachel was spared because she basically helped her, right. or if because she made a copy, because she well, has Aiden make a copy, right. specifically. And that's how they, the movie describes it, and, mm -hmm. they, and they were like, oh, she's like, what did I do? What did Noah not do that I did, or whatever? And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, I made a copy. And so, like, um, because, you know, and then she has that little flashback of, like, they just want to be heard. She wants to be heard. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's how the movie resolves it. And I respect that. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, before that moment happened, I, that's what I thought was that is because she was the one that. Oh, yeah. No, I thought the same thing as yeah. well. I, I thought the same thing. So, yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about the ending because it's like, how do you wrap it up? Like, do they have to keep showing people the tape or do they just stop it there specifically? Yeah, and that's kind of the, the open mm -hmm. end that they feel like they leave you on is like, you. there's still a question of like, are they safe? Are other people safe? Mm -hmm. Who knows? But they figured <clears throat> out that they can make copies and Aiden won't die and she won't die. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they have to show other people because Aiden was like what happens to the people we show this to or whatever and she's just like don't worry about it it'll be safe or whatever yeah yeah and then it just cuts the film right. and everything um and i know we've talked a lot about this but there is one aspect i do want to play on mm -hmm. and it's the fact that whenever they go do go to the island like yeah. to samara's home and everything mm -hmm. and they talk to uh mr uh richard morgan yeah. about it i i didn't I didn't really buy his character being like, oh yeah, my daughter is uh, basically a horrific, uh, brutal demon. Like, I, really, I, you didn't you didn't buy that part? I like no, like the performance, like oh, the as performance. if he like did that. I just felt like his character fit in weirdly. Like I understood why they were going yeah. there and doing that, but that was like I, I guess the way to, I'm trying to describe it is. I was expecting a lot more satisfaction, like lots more answers and everything yeah. there. But I felt like really there wasn't anything because you don't know like what exactly he's doing. Because obviously he kills himself because right. he's like, I can't live with this anymore. And that's that's one of the things that really mm -hmm. I haven't figured out what that was all about. Yeah. I get the aesthetic wise and the mm -hmm. symbolism wise why he wants to kill himself with like this tv plugged in mm -hmm. and like jumping in with the toaster you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah not, not literally a toaster but he, yeah. he i mean he fries himself in the bathtub with all this electronic equipment and mm -hmm. like flooding it with the water i understand the parallel between like yeah samara and the well there's water all on the floor mm -hmm. she shows herself through the tv he's obviously been watching this tape over and over and over um that was from the sideboard um, because it's in the VCR whenever Naomi Watts' character walks in or whatever. Yeah. And he was trying to kill himself that night, I guess, which is why he, she, the he, door was... He had already set up. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was all set up and everything. Um, but, yeah, I didn't get exactly why he was killing himself that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, because clearly this is something that's happened for so many 
like for such a long time and he's now. even said that like other journalists have come although mm-hmm. he did seem surprised whenever Naomi was like what about is this about your child like is she okay or she brings up his child and he's just like I don't have a child or whatever yeah and I got that like his reasoning behind that and why that but um I don't know yeah so that was like a weird portion of the film because i thought like okay this is the part where all the answers are like splayed out we're at the origin Mm -hmm. of like everything um and really whenever it came to it it was just kind of like that part didn't make sense but i do think they Mm -hmm. did a good job of like when they went to the barn and found her room oh that was great and that was like ripped up the wallpaper and there's this burnt in tree or whatever yeah just trying to direct them back like leading it as a trail right to do kind of full circle back to Mm -hmm. cabin 12 or whatever no i thought that scene was great it was just mostly whenever it came to uh discovering like the overall answers yeah. to that where it got a little yeah funky yeah there but i mean overall though it wasn't anything where i was like okay i'm out of the film specifically it's sure. just mostly me being like i don't understand what exactly they're trying to convey yeah currently right now so uh yeah um as really i'm trying to think of other stuff did you manage to think of that one thing you forgot i don't think so maybe yeah. i've already covered yeah it. you could have potentially covered it there's, there there's so much to just like talk about with this film that who knows mm-hmm. which is good it's definitely good whenever a film can make you ask a lot of questions and it's mm-hmm. nothing like bad per se like right. um just to give you my own mini review i i watched uh morbius yeah the, the, the one with the jared leto the and one stuff. That everybody's roasting on twitter right now. yeah everyone is destroying that film and so um just as a quick side note i went to go see it expecting the worst yeah didn't hit that mark yeah like people like i understand why they're tearing it apart probably because they are highly anticipating it sure they love morbius and everything but i'm like this is not the worst film i've ever seen like yeah. it's is it just like a bad marvel movie but like it's a marvel movie so it's good enough or is it not even a bad Marvel movie? It's a dumb movie. Oh, okay. It, it's a dumb movie. Well, Jared Leto's in it, so it's probably fucking dumb. But... Yeah, he's very, he is very boring as the lead character. And it falls under the same tropes as most modern superhero movies do, where you're trying to watch it, but you can't see the action because they yeah. just put you in the middle of it where you can't see anything. You're like, what am I watching? But there's a lot of goofy moments and goofy pacing wise mm-hmm. and stuff like that and there was a lot of questions that i'm like why did you go about doing this as opposed to doing this like yeah. from a critical standpoint there so i i think it's good that you could talk about the ring and mm-hmm. maybe not so much bad but just ask curious like what, what is, is what does this mean as opposed to why would you do that right although i do have why one why would you do that question about the ring uh-huh. this is more like why didn't you do that but I also kind of get it in the context of the film. So, my big question is, why... First off, what the fuck's going on with this kid while they're on these adventures? For oh like my gosh. Like, they show the babysitter, like, one scene, but then, like, every other... It's just, like, they just leave this kid alone. She's not paying attention to him. Which I get later, because, like, mm-hmm. that's the thing she discovers once she, like, releases Samara. Is like, she just wants to be heard, and it was, like, a kid that... And she even says, like, sometimes kids you know cry or yell or draw pictures and then she's like wait a minute aiden just draws pictures <laughs> i forgot that i had a son i should be paying attention to you know what i mean um so i get that that was like kind of the point is that she's not paying attention to her kid but her kid seems to know an awful fucking lot about samara why didn't she ask her kid 
anything. She's like, I'm an I'm an investigative journalist. I'm gonna figure this out. But she's just like, shut the fuck up, kid. It's it, it's like one phone call she has where he's like, you know, she doesn't like the horses or whatever, and she's like, oh, that's it, and then keeps going. I would fucking call my kid every five minutes if I had one day left to live and needed and just found out about yeah. this child that my kid has been talking to for like two weeks. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Don't you think you would explore that end a little further? No. I know they didn't because, A, that was sort of the point. She's ignoring her kid. B, because well, yeah. they also needed to make a movie suspenseful. Yeah. I, I think, like, logically, that definitely does make sense. Yeah. I think story point-wise, it's just to save the reveal of, like, right. no, you shouldn't have freed her. What have you done? Right, right, exactly. Specifically. If she just talked to her kid a little more, she probably would have figured out that you're yeah, not supposed to free her yeah. from the world. Good lord. Aiden is ridiculous. Like, he is the most mature person in the entire he's, film. He's a little, like, savant autism baby, I swear. <laughs> He just like he's like people speak to me and I know what's up. You know what I mean? No, like he definitely had all the answers and everything. Talk like an adult, act like an adult. He doesn't even do like a in child's play when mm-hmm. making the veal. Like clearly the little boy's like yeah. <laughs> making breakfast messy right. everywhere. No, he's on point. Yeah. He knows how to make peanut butter jelly sandwich. Put it together. Put his lunch together. Mm-hmm. Say I'm leaving for school, mom. Like yeah, he, I'm leaving for school, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mom. God, never mom. Yeah, just Rachel um so yeah it definitely doesn't make a whole lot of sense like if you knew that there was some because clearly shouldn't that be a big red flag of why are why is he drawing these pictures preemptively right that that should have been like the biggest thing as and i and i understand because like that sort of reveal is the first thing that's like Mm -hmm. off to her that that pops up at the beginning of the movie where she's like he drove these pictures before your niece died or whatever and she said that and then his and then she and then aiden even says to to rachel he's like yeah, I was talking to my cousin or whatever. She yeah. said she had only had a little bit of time left. Like she, she was like, "You only had a little bit of time left." So he knew she should know that he knew that he was gonna die. But obviously, this was before she watched the tape and before mm. she like got freaked out and was convinced that this was real. But like you would think that once she, you know, once oh she, yeah, once she was convinced that this was real, that she would go back to her son and be like. Tell me a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. About this creepy ghost child that talks to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and so I guess that's just—I don't know. That's like the weird thing about um, Samara as a yeah. whole. You don't really know what her goal is, aside from making people hurt. But how is it like that she still talks to others, but maybe she can only kill people that's watched the tape specifically? Yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of questions and stuff, which, again, it's probably good for the movie because it allows a lot more dissection to be able to talk. Heck, I wasn't even expecting to talk this long about the film, but you picked up on so many points, and then I'm able to take my pieces and hook them up to yours and be like, oh, I get it. Make a whole-ass jigsaw puzzle. Oh, yeah, jigsaw. (laughs) Um, But, no, I think that definitely speaks loudly to how effective this as as a film and yeah. so um and that's I, why i give it that like 10 out of 10 in the lore aspect mm-hmm. or whatever. i feel like that was like mwah, chef's kiss no i think they definitely put a lot of thought creatively into it mm-hmm. to where i don't feel like i've seen this scenario played out before so i think that's definitely major brownie points in uh that regard and definitely i i think you said it best this is a good let's watch a horror movie tonight with my friends you yeah. know grab popcorn i think that movie hits it perfectly and we there. haven't watched a lot of those lately like yeah maybe mm-hmm. like child's play you can't but like 
I mean, you're not going to really sit down and watch Nosferatu with your buds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's crack open a couple right. of cold ones and turn on Nosferatu. I wouldn't recommend doing that with The Exorcist. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this one, for sure. You can, it's a good movie. There's a lot of depth. You can definitely toss the DVD in the DVD player. Order some Domino's pizza. <laughs> that actually Stop. sounds pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I, I feel like overall that's... Uh, our overall review of yeah. it and i think i i think that's the perfect way to describe it that i couldn't have described even more perfectly yeah. uh there so perfect. with that in mind and wrapping up the episode sure. let's let's talk about the next movie let's talk yeah. about the next movie so I, I thought about it and here comes the breadcrumb of hints Ooh, to okay. what lies next right. so first crumb mm-hmm. uh you've talked about this movie okay uh, okay. Um, second crumb. Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp. Dang it! <laughs> well, there goes my whole loaf. Just, just chunking out the window. We'll be popping to scary with Charlie in a chocolate factory. <laughs> you see how Augustus Gloop dies? That's, That's a horror movie. I, 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 oh my god! I'm they, going. To... Willy Wonka is a horror movie. They no. get they get picked off one by one by a madman, and it is his fucking crazy castle of candy. Oh well, and especially like Willy Wonka, especially yeah. the he, like the original one, not even yeah, like Gene Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that that is pretty horrific. Like he's able to pick off children and then his tunnel of hell yeah where he does it so <laughs> I, I showed uh, my wife it for the first time because she had never seen it and she's she's convinced that there's like a darker underlying tone <laughs> to Willy Wonka that they don't explain my well, favorite part is that in the books it ends with uh the glass elevator or whatever oh yeah it just but, shoots through it just shoots through like they have a literal elevator of glass that fires can you imagine how horrifying it would be oh she said she was terrified of that part yeah. too yeah she was like i am very scared of this film yeah. she liked it but she was definitely unnerved by it i definitely started this to like be shitposted in irl but that, yeah that's funny willy wonka is kind of like horror. i i know um more than likely probably not going to cover it on the podcast <laughs> there but it is a funny thought i know that we don't uh here at pop and the scary don't do just pure unfiltered horror there we like to dance around and stuff but yeah. that, that one probably, <laughs> probably not gonna happen probably stretch we missed the april fools episode i, I know maybe on <laughs> april fools we'll talk we'll talk about it uh but give, give me the next breadcrumb yeah, yeah 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 okay so the next breadcrumb actually plays with that okay. in the fact that it's i i it's not pure horror but it is definitely very strong in the horror department okay uh next breadcrumb it uh came out a few years ago mm. and one of the here here's a big chunk it's not even a crumb it's like a chunk of bread okay. Okay. um it too has the same fixture that the characters in the ring go to the same fixture oh okay it's the lighthouse it is the lighthouse it is the lighthouse indeed i know that's one that you've been psyched to watch there so i i I figured before uh possible future titles that may be complete garbage (laughs) you know give you something uh give you something that looks good for you on the menu yeah yeah so uh thank you all so much for listening to this episode and we'll see y'all again next time when we're popping the scare with the lighthouse. <laughs> Ahoy, matey. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube, Castbox, or iTunes platforms to stay up to date when new episodes drop. To see what Aaron and I are up to, check out our respective Twitter accounts. 
for me, it is at ColeKirkVA, and for Aaron, it is at AnimalGameDev. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. We'll speak to you all again next time when we're popping the scary.